The Sarah Fraser Show is a daily podcast covering pop culture, reality recaps like Sister Wives, 90 Day Fiance, and your favorite Bravo shows, plus guests of all kinds. You might learn something too, and a splash of Sarah's own personal life. Hint, she's been trying to have a second baby at 42 and shares every last detail about it, for better or worse. The Sarah Fraser Show has been featured in the New York Post, Daily Mail, and more. You might have seen Sarah's recently only Lifetime's Married at First Sight kickoff and mid-season show show with host Kevin Frazier. So check out the Sarah Frazier show wherever you get your podcasts. What's up Wikimaniacs? Back at it again with another Sean Monday episode. And uh, with me today is the friend from up north, Josh. What's happening? As you guys know, John is still unavailable to be here. Uh, we don't know when he'll be back, but um, just send all your thoughts, prayers, positive vibes his way and his family's way. They're going through a tough time. So any love you can give, I'm sure they would appreciate it. Absolutely. But as John would want us to do, we are continuing to do the show. So we're going to try and continue to give content to you guys. And uh, yeah, there's no easy way to pivot out of that. There is uh, not. We tried multiple times. I'm sure Josh cut it out, but we tried to pivot out and it's just so difficult. So with that being said, you know, just send John all the love you can and uh, we'll get into it. As you know, on Monday episodes, we're going to do some Reddit stories. So today I've looked through the subreddits, nice guys, the subreddits, today I fucked up, the subreddit, let's not meet, and a listener submitted story. Oh. So... Is this the first time you've done a listener submitted one? It is the first time I've wow. done that. And then you're hitting all your regular subreddits. So this is good. <laughs> I yeah, like this. Yeah. Plus for the first time ever, I'm going to give a shout out to our patrons because oh. I always forget to do that. And uh, <laughs> I got to pick up the slack. Oh uh, yeah. So Let's go. I'd like to give a shout out to the OG of OGs, Vina, as well as uh, our other patrons, Marianne, Katie, Taru, Sarah, Jasmine, Phantom Fox, Nia, Miss Doolittle, Michelle, Micah, Jen, Lulia, Gabby, Is Spooky Tales, Dan, Crystal, Lorena, Alexis, Aaron, Valentina, Susan, Free Gnomes, Erica, Alex, Lindsay, Lena, and Danielle. Thank you guys so much for trusting in us to deliver content that you want and helping support us financially. You're the reason why I don't look like shit on TikTok now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we can't thank you enough for supporting us. I also like when, when we're reading the patrons, it's like, oh, normal name, normal name, free gnomes. <laughs> free gnomes. <laughs> hey, patrons, uh, if you want, you can... Uh, change your username to whatever you want oh, and yeah. then it'll be hilarious for us to <laughs> to read but then it'll be hard to know who's who but still josh sucks fun. 29 <laughs> yeah josh isn't as hot as sean makes him seem <laughs> but uh yeah thank you guys and if you want to join them and get a free patreon story every week that's patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network and yeah i think that we're already on track for my greatest intro of all wow. time. wow that is a streamlined intro that was very clean, yep. no anxiety, uh, and it begins as soon as I say anxiety. So <laughs> starts thinking about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's get into it right away. Some of these ones are really short. I have two short ones, and then a sort of long one, and then we'll hit a break, and then we'll hit our listener submitted. All right. 
So this is from r slash nice guys from username gluten free cat lover. It's just a picture of a text thread and it's titled man child threw a fit after I rejected his hiking date idea and claimed he could kill me in the streets just oh. as easily as in the mountains. Holy shit. What the fuck? Why would, oh my God. That's just, what a wild reaction to have what? to be like, no, I can kill you anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Yeah, why, why are you worried about the mic? <laughs> yeah. Why are you worried about the mountains? Yeah, I could do it here right now. Want to see? Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, calm down. Oh, All right. So this is the guy. Oh, you know what? Let's do, let's, in honor of John, we'll do how he does. It's a text thing. So you'll be one character. I'll be the other. Okay. Now, Josh, would you rather be the normal person or the insane person? Uh, I think, you know, I love being insane. Remember, these words are not mine. Please do not hate me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. Okay. Already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good morning. Want to hang out today? I'll come to SF. I kind of want to hike around there. I want to say yes. But you're not saying yes. My only drawback is that I don't know you well enough to go into the mountains alone, you know? I'd still love to hang out with you. Maybe we could go walk around downtown. It's super beautiful there. Have you ever been? Maybe we could grab lunch too. <laughs> zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes zero sense. I can kill you in the streets of SF too. You know about me. You know people that know me. That really frustrates me. Shake my head. I respect it, but it's annoying. Okay. Thumbs up emoji. Well, if you respected me, then you wouldn't make me feel bad about it. I'm not one to hold back how I feel. There's plenty of people you could reach out to and be like, I'm going on a hike with this man. It's disrespect to me. Like I'm some crazy person. It's whatever. And to that, I say, you are a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. The jump, uh, the immediate jump. Yeah. Like I'm baffled. I'm baffled by how he made that leap. Like she's just like, oh, you know, why don't we just go here before we get to know each other better? And then, then we can make a trip out to the mountains or something like that. He's immediately like, oh, you think I'm going to kill you? It's like, well, now I do. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm positive you're going to fucking murder me. Yeah. Now I'm very worried, very concerned about what's going to happen next. So holy shit, that is a... Uh... Yeah, and she gave the nicest kind of response you can. Yeah. Uh, not only did she like not say no and be like, pass. She gave you other options. Yeah. She didn't reject you. sound fun. She didn't reject you. She was like, hey, let's go have, what'd you say, lunch or dinner or something like that? She said, walk around downtown and then we could even grab lunch too. Yeah. That sounds like a, like a wonderful first date. And then if that goes well and you don't kill her in the streets of <laughs> SF, yeah, then you go on the mountain date. But uh, like, just put yourself into a woman's shoes for 10 seconds to be like, oh yeah, going out with a random guy would be super shitty from all the stories. Or maybe she's even experienced something in her past that's like, she's maybe concerned about going to be alone with a guy that she doesn't know. And that is fair because there are a ton of shitty dudes as we constantly hammer at. So yeah, this dude's fucked. This reminds no me of, uh, do you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I do not. I'm ashamed to say. Sorry. It's a show where everybody is like, everybody could be one of these am I the asshole dudes. <laughs> like they all suck. All of them are bad. I've seen uh, clips. Yeah. There's a, there's a clip where they want to get a boat so they can bring girls on the boat and like have sex. <laughs> and then like the guy is talking to him like, yeah. And then the girls, they're on the ocean, you know, the implication, you know. Of course we're going to have sex. What are they going to sell me now? And then the other guy's like, whoa, that's really creepy. Like, you can't do that. Like, yeah. That's rape. And he was like, no, it's not rape. Yeah, I mean, it would be rape if she said no, but she's not going to say no because she can't say no. And then he's like, yeah, man, that's 
dark. That's not good. <laughs> and uh, this guy is big Dennis vibes. Yeah. It's funny. Like big, real creep. And then gets offended at the first hint of a, a no. Yeah. But this wasn't even a no. This was just a, this was a just pivot. a, yeah. It, and it was, oh my God, the most fragile male ego. Holy shit. I don't know. It, it just kills me that that was his response. Like zero to a hundred, like I said. And uh, actually I have a new soundbite that I want to try out. Uh, but Sean's never heard, but this guy needs to get therapy. <laughs> that was me. That was you. Yeah. I clipped your wow, get therapy a... line. I thought it was a good one. <laughs> So now this we can play does, it whenever definitely. some some man needs therapy. <laughs> we can just be like, this person needs to get therapy. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Nice. I'm glad you enjoy it. We're going to be using that quite a bit, I feel, in the future. <laughs> Wikimaniacs, hopefully you don't hate sound bites. I'm going to be all over them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this next one is from Today I Fucked Up from Reddit user Hollows of Your Heart. I did a Today I Fucked Up dentist story before from a man's point of view. <laughs> Yeah. And this is one from a woman's point of view. Oh, okay. So today I fucked up by accidentally getting sexual with my dentist oh. again. Jesus Christ. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, is this happening at the dentist? Why are people so horny at the dentist? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like the least hot place I could think of. The place yeah. I would be the least amount of horny. My gums are bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pain. Fucking hands uh, in my mouth and you're talking to me, but I can't talk to you. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe people are into that, I guess. Maybe uh, it is such a... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the story. I'm a 32-year-old woman who can never go back to my new dentist after only two visits because I am an idiot. Oh, my God. dentist is a very nice and professional man. Our first appointment was going pretty smoothly until he made some innocent mark about us being strangers. My reply was, oh, you're not a stranger. You've been inside my mouth for 20 minutes. <laughs> I did not intend to make a sexual joke, but it happened. His face turned red and he was clearly embarrassed, but he continued on like a true professional. And we were probably both relieved that the appointment was over. Holy shit. I had my second dentist appointment today. I actually mentally prepared myself to be a model patient who didn't say anything weird. Thank you very much. He had been working in my mouth for about five minutes when he started to seem very uncomfortable or something. His face was red and I noticed he was breathing a little heavier. I was a bit concerned, but also confused. How could I have embarrassed him this time? I had hardly spoken. So he keeps working in there. Then I realize what the hell is happening. My dentist was wearing grape flavored gloves. I had been absentmindedly licking his fingers the whole time. Oh <laughs> my God. I'm never going back. Oh I feel if you just did that, I feel that would be forgivable because like, you know, I feel your tongue just is like, oh, a flavor. What is that yeah. flavor? And you lay like goes to it. So I feel if it had just been that, he probably would have been fine. But he's probably like, this girl wants to fuck me. And it's weird. This girl was <laughs> horny during her last appointment. Yeah. She mentioned so about scared. me being inside of her. <laughs> That's so fucking funny, though. Oh, my God. I, f I do feel bad for this dude. He's just trying to do his job. He's and, getting sexually uh, harassed without knowing that he's actually not really. Yeah. I mean, it, the intention to sexually harass is not there. It sounds like just an awkward OP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Like, she's definitely not as bad as the last dentist guy. You the last guy was about. bad. He cummed in his jeans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not a good guy. 
not a good person and and very sexually degraded the the dentist talking about them yeah he didn't make any effort to not to do what he did but um he did, yeah. so probably shouldn't have made that first joke and then the second part is just kind of unfortunate so <laughs> that is terrible but sex is the first time wasn't even really a joke it was just like uh just trying to make small talk and then it came off as like a sexual yeah yeah it's not the worst joke in the world but it's a yeah. it's a shitty joke you probably shouldn't have made it but what can you do find another dentist yeah, and find don't a new make, dentist maybe don't go to the i haven't been to the dentist in a long time i think we talked about that last time yeah, same. And it's bad. I think we yeah. can go. Yeah, if I ever had issues with my teeth, I'd go. But I've just never had, you know. I think you need to go regardless, man. Uh, well, you yeah. should. You you should definitely. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. But that's just my own justification. It's like, oh, my teeth don't hurt. I don't need to go. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the story from Let's Not Meet. This is uh, the long one. This is the main event of the first half. This one is called Cute Kevin, written by the squishy stapler on reddit.com slash r slash let's not meet you're so old i like how you're like on reddit.com <laughs> on reddit.com do you say the facebook on the facebook on http uh <laughs> colon backslash backslash reddit uh all right this is a story that is a recount of some unsettling events I went through during my college years, as well as the most amazing example of bro sixth sense that I have ever witnessed. So without further ado, meet Kevin. Kevin was a colleague of mine and was in the same group as me, which meant we had maybe five to six subjects per year together. Kevin was odd. Not that there was something wrong with him physically. He was kind of adorable, actually. A little bit nerdy, a bit on the shorter side, scrawny, blonde hair, big blue eyes, and like three fluffy hairs on his chin instead of facial hair. So kind of like John. A little bit like John. <laughs> if I had to compare him to something, I'd say he's like a cute, soft baby chicken. If baby chickens were mentally inclined to grow into serial killers. Oh, more God, on that not later. John. Not John. <laughs> not <Take> John. <laughs> very quickly turned from not John. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is very long. I'm trying to make it short. So skip that part. And it says to count down the important guys so far, we have Harper, who is a former sports competitor. Zach kind of casually went out with for a bit. Steve, a chill guy and an instant friend. Rick, the nerd of all nerds. And these guys are important because they would later become my personal army. Oh, and then there was Kevin, damn cute Kevin, who I made the mistake of asking if he had any notes picked up from the first half of a lecture I missed because I had overslept. In Kevin's speak, it turns out, hey, got the notes from this morning? Apparently translates to, I have interest in you, oh magnificent Kevin. Nothing would make <laughs> me happier than knowing I caught your eye, so please make sure I am never left without your presence again, for I cannot bear it. So is this a, a girl telling the story? This is a girl telling a story. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, could be a guy. They don't really say, okay. to be honest. I mean, I just, yeah, you're right. It could go either way. Yeah. Yeah, it could be either way. Because they did compete against one of these guys, but maybe it was like an intramural type of deal. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But I borrowed his notes, partially copied them, and returned his notebook back. What I didn't see was that Kevin then sniffed the notebook when I had my back turned. Oh, God. Zach noticed it and laughed about it later because my first reaction to it when he told me to sniff it was to see if I stank or something. <laughs> I was young and naive then, so the sniffing was less what's wrong with him and more what's wrong with me. Oh, that would not be my thought ever. <laughs> no. like, what the fuck is wrong with that person? <laughs> yeah, I, I shower frequently, so I don't think I'd ever question it. Yeah. 
And that's when it all went downhill. Over the next few weeks, Kevin would always be there, never talking to anyone, kind of just staring at me when we were in class, when we had breaks, when we went out for coffee to the shop outside. And then he started showing up for classes that we didn't have together. And he would say he simply arrived too early for his later class. He never participated. He just sat there in the back of class. Don't love that. Kevin had a sort of aura about him. Like you didn't have to look at the door to know when he entered the room. You just felt his eyes on the back of your head and kind of wished for a shower. Anyway, I didn't worry too much until one day I went to the women's bathroom during a break. It has to be a girl then, right? Oh, yeah. Identifies as a a woman, at least. Yeah, that's true. So I went into the women's bathroom during a break. I did my business, went to the front section to wash my hands, and in came Kevin. Uh, And I was alone in the bathroom. The woman's bathroom. The woman's bathroom. Kevin just walks in. Oh, no. Kevin turned, closed the door, and then locked it behind him. How do you lock a public bathroom? (laughs) I didn't think that was a thing. I don't know. I thought you need a key. Yeah. Definitely at colleges, right? You would think. Oh, my God. Uh, They should definitely put one in after this. You mean take the lock out? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Needless to say, I was confused and unsure on what to do. So I just stared at him and asked if he needed something. Hi, he said, then proceeded with, how are you? Like he didn't just lock himself in the women's bathroom with me. I realized something was very, very wrong and attempted not to panic, managing to keep a nonchalant expression and turn towards the mirror so I could still see him and pretended to fix my makeup. Fine, I said and spoke no more. I could see Kevin fidgeting, playing with the key nervously, and after a long, uncomfortable silence, I heard a loud banging from the other side of the door. It was Harper and Steve. Harper yelling something like, Kevin, get your scrawny ass over here and open that door, or I swear (laughs) to God, in the next 10 seconds, the door ain't going to be the only thing I'm breaking. Oh, shit. I could hear Steve behind him sounding a bit panicked, telling him to move since he managed to get the spare key. Kevin paled and stepped away the key he had falling somewhere to the floor. Stephen Harper unpicked the door and Harper jumped on Kevin like a damn primate and knocked him to the floor. Hell While yeah. Stephen Rick, who was also there, got inside, all but dragged me out of the bathroom area. None of them wanted to tell me what or why or how any of this happened, but I pushed at the weakest link, Rick, when he was alone and found out that a whole hour prior to all of this, Rick overheard Kevin asking one of the on-campus students, which I didn't know was a thing. I don't. Uh, It says on-campus students, the guys who get extra cash if they help with paperwork, fixing and cleaning the campus and other stuff. Oh. Which I didn't know was a thing. Kind of like an RA, but for fixing things up. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But he paid that one guy for the key to the ladies' bathroom. What the fuck? That guy should be fired right away. Uh, And Uh, probably expelled. (laughs) Yes. Rick didn't know why the hell Kevin would need that key. He also knew Kevin was a weirdo, so he figured it can be good. Yeah. Later on, Steve was looking for me and asked Rick if he had seen me, and then stuff kind of clicked for Rick. They asked around, and people told them they saw me go to the bathroom area, and I didn't come out yet. More confirmed, they saw Kevin going there, too, and joked that we must be having a makeout session. Oh, Steve immediately connected the dots. Harper overheard him talking to Rick and they went to break me free from Kevin's affection while Steve ran out to get the extra key from the janitor. Kevin appeared with a lightly black eye for the next two days and just wishing to forget the whole thing. And I pretended he did not exist. I wish this was the end of it. 
No, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a good ending. Like, well, not good ending, but it's like yeah, he got know, his just desserts. Yeah, no one, no one got hurt except for him. He kind of reminds me, like, just the description of him. Do you know? Have you ever watched Mindhunter? No, I heard it was really good though. It's a great show. So there's this character Ed Kemper. He's a serial killer, but he's very like calm and like. He's a large dude, but very, very creepy. Like, you're never sure what he's going to do. That's kind of the vibe I get. Like, he's friendly, but just weird and and has serial killer tendencies. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely big serial killer vibes. All right. So two weeks after that, Kevin didn't show up for class or he had left early. I hoped he had found some other interest and that it was finally over. But no. I noticed Kevin was following me to the bus station. It took just one time to see him standing inconspicuously behind the newspaper stand to freak out and call Steve as he lived nearby. Steve picked me up and drove me home. The next morning, Harper called around 9 a.m. and went, Are you in my class at 10 a.m. today? I said, Yeah. He replied, Well, pack your shit and wait for me at the end of your street. Kevin is waiting for you at the bus station. Steve just called me. What the fuck? This went on for about five days as the guys extended their bro services to now accompanying me literally at all times before, during, and after class. These are great friends, by the way, just as a side note. Holy shit. Yeah, she says, just to point out again, I am eternally grateful for it. These four dude bros of mine were like the four horsemen of the apocalypse. All business and vengeance, and it was amazing, and they probably saved me from a lot more problems like cute Kevin. That day, Kevin showed up to class looking somewhat roughed up, but now stared at me with so much hate I could barely cope. And finally, after some sound advice from Harper and Rick, I decided to bring this shit to the college authorities. The pro dean immediately transferred Kevin into a completely different group, so our classes never overlapped again. I stopped seeing Kevin all the time and reached my final year of college. By now, Zachary and Steve have moved away. Harper had finished early and no longer attended classes. So now it was only me and Rick. But it was okay since Kevin was no longer there. Good. And I wish this was the end of it. Oh, God. It's never ending. (laughs) I'm like, every time it's like, oh, this is a good ending. And then just kidding. (laughs) And then one more. Rick and I finished college graduated, and decided to celebrate by visiting a medieval fair in Rick's hometown that summer. We agreed to get drinks for old time's sake, and all was well. We had a great time as we toured the fair a bit, and then suddenly, Rick says, Son of a bitch. Ain't that fucking Kevin? And it was. It was fucking Kevin. Goddamn cute Kevin was there, staring at us, then turns on his heel and leaves. We saw him a few more times. I started to panic, thinking he was following me again. So Rick was already dialing a few of his friends to come over. But suddenly, Kevin got lost, and I never, ever saw him again. Good. So carry on, Kevin, you creepy little chicken. Hope you learn to function in society by now. Yeah, that is really dark. Just knowing that he could be there anytime makes me really, really sad for her. But like, also, it's sad that he can't mentally comprehend what he's doing. And yeah, he, he needs he help. Got his, he got his ass beat yeah, multiple which, times, it seems like. I mean, Which is first, not always the answer. No, the first, the first time, one, for sure, for sure, yeah. that's fair. But yeah, I mean, it's never the answer and it could just lead to him escalating. Yeah. So never the first way to go. Like definitely always try and do it through, like she went through the administration and they seemed to deal with it as well as Pretty they quickly. could. Yeah, and quickly. I um, wish they had done that after the bathroom thing and not had to deal with the whole yes. five days of being personally escorted everywhere, which was great. Oh, for yeah. Her. 
great for her friends to like great of her friends to, to do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, she should she should have definitely gone to the campus administration right after that incident because that is like locking yourself in a girl's bathroom with one girl that that's fucked up. Yeah, that's I mean. insane that that didn't like nothing became of that like no. originally. And plus, who's to say he won't be doing this to someone else or the bathroom attendant or the the guy who works on campus isn't just going to give someone else a key? Like what the fuck? <laughs> Like, come on, yeah. that that should have been reported. And uh, not that I'm blaming her. It's not her fault. She Maybe. didn't know what to do. But advice for anyone who ever comes into this scenario, definitely always report it as soon as possible. Um, and then a side note, Sean, this really reminds me of what we've been going through. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I did not put two and two together until no. you just now said it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's almost beat for beat, but someday maybe we'll tell that story. All right. So with that being said, it's time for a break from some of our sponsors. Hell and yeah. uh, we'll be right back after that. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive? It's all just radio waves. And how much can a radio wave really cost? Seems like big wireless got together and decided $100 a month? I think they'll buy it. What choice do they have? But now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you do have a choice. For a limited time, all phone plans from Mint Mobile are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Wireless service so good that you could tune into Reddit on Wiki wherever you are Plus, you'll be a rich Wikimaniac from all the savings. Now, wait a gosh dang minute, Sean. Good. Did I just hear Lord. plans start at $15 a month and you get unlimited talk, text, and high speed data? That's right. But wait, there's more. You can keep your same phone number. Plus, you have the option to choose from three, six, or 12 month plans so you can kiss them monthly bills goodbye. And to get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash reddit. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash reddit. Reddit. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Thank you, Mint Mobile, for supporting the show. Now let's skedaddle back to our stories. Welcome back. I found this listener-submitted story from our Gmail. So shout out Kylie. She Thanks. says, hey, guys, I've been a fan of your show for a couple months, but I haven't gotten through every episode yet. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sorry if I'm suggesting something already done. I was reading this post and thought it would be really cool to hear a male friends group take on it. If you don't use it, no worries. Just thank you for being honorable male podcasters and providing quality content for me to listen to while answering mind-numbing work emails. I appreciate y'all. That's awesome. Nope. I'm glad we can make your day a little bit better. So she sent this. This is from Best of Redditor Updates from Reddit user Swanky Celery. Never normal title, names. <laughs> yeah. It's titled, Opie asked if she should give her BF another chance after he failed to stand up for her. 
Uh, Note, I am not the original poster. This is a repost from Relationship Advice. Okay. This one could depend. Like, it could go either way. I'm interested to see. We shall see. All right. So, this happened a few weeks ago. My 22-year-old female uh, boyfriend, 26-year-old male of seven months, invited me to go out on a boat with him and his friends. Typically, this would have been an immediate no, as I am terrified of the ocean specifically the open ocean. Fair. I can do ankle deep beach water, but definitely no boats. What's that called? There's like a, a fear of that. And I think I have that because I, <laughs> I would hate, <laughs> I would hate being in the ocean. I think I'd so be terrified. You, like a cruise is a no go for you. I've been on cruises. That's different though. Like on a boat. I, I, but I mean like if I was in the ocean, I feel I would be not okay with that. But a cruise in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. But like I'm not in the water. You know what I mean? I think that's the difference. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Like I know nothing, what you mean. Like if the cruise collapsed and I fell in, then I would be. Very afraid. And the fear sets in. Yeah. <laughs> Until that point, I'm just enjoying it. Drinking vir- virgin uh, strawberry daiquiris, you know? <laughs> All right. So, however, the boat was being rented by my boyfriend's childhood best friend, Peter, who I had oh. never gotten to meet. Peter moved cross country before my boyfriend and I started dating and he was back in town. My boyfriend was very adamant that I go so he can introduce his two favorite people. I feel like I really couldn't say no to that. So I agreed, but I told him there was absolutely no way I was getting in any water and reminded him that this is a genuine fear for me. He promised I could stay in the boat, no problem. When we got to the dock, his friends were already sat on what I would guess was a 20-foot boat. Nice size, but not big enough for my safety concerns. Still, I took a deep breath and I got in. I was trying to look calm, but I guess I was visibly anxious because the first thing Peter asked me was if I was nervous. I said, yes, just a little. And my BF chimed in and said, she's scared of water, which got on my nerves (laughs) as I spent about 30 minutes explaining to him how it was more than just that, but whatever. (laughs) She's not a cat. She's not just like, oh, a bath scares me. (laughs) Yeah, it's... I feel like there's a pretty big difference between open water in the ocean and yeah. fucking just water. Yeah, because uh, the, the like even for me, the fear isn't the water; it's the unknown, what's below the water that you can't see. Yeah, that's like, the fucking the, the iceberg problem. It's like just the tip, and yeah. then below that, you know what like, I mean? Oh, it could be anything. There could be a fucking huge octopus right below me that'll kill me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, all right. Peter didn't really say anything in response, but I thought I caught a taunting look in his eye. Mm. I told myself I was just paranoid because of my heightened anxiety and just took my seat. I kept my eyes closed as we pulled away from the dock and tried to keep my breathing steady. I did not want to have a panic attack in front of my boyfriend's friends. Once we were to our spot and anchored, I relaxed into the situation a little bit more. The water was calm and we were just chatting, drinking, and overall having a good time. After about 30 minutes, Peter stood up, took off his shirt, looked directly at me, and announced it was time to go swimming. My blood immediately turned cold. I tried to laugh and told him, oh, I'm just going to stay on the boat because the ocean isn't really my thing. Peter got that weird look in his eye again, and it gave me a really uneasy feeling. Oh, God. Next thing I knew, he grabbed me and threw me into the air before I could even react. Oh, no. That's a big no-no. Holy shit. I let out a blood curdling scream as I hit the water. It all happened so fast. I know how to swim, but I felt like my body was just shutting down. I just kept kicking and screaming and reaching for the boat. 
I felt like I was in the water for hours, but it was probably just a minute before my boyfriend reached down, pulled me back into the boat. I immediately collapsed to the floor and started gagging. I was also crying a lot. I felt so embarrassed, but I just couldn't stop. I looked around for my BF and he was just sitting there looking at me. I wanted to ask him why he wasn't doing anything, but I couldn't get my words. I was just hyperventilating and crying. Yeah, that's... I mean, I know this isn't an am I the asshole story, but your boyfriend's an asshole. He's uh, a fucking dickhead. Like, what the fuck? So throwing someone in the water is like a fun bit if you know them and you know, like, it's something I would do to one of my friends. But even then, it's like only if they're in like a bathing suit, if they're like prepared for like going in the water. And, and it's just like, a, yeah. it's like a quick joke. But I've known them for like a decade, over a decade. <laughs> and... This girl was not prepared, is very visibly not okay with this situation, and you just met her, and you throw her over the edge, like, you're a fucking psycho, holy shit, that's not okay, ever. Yeah, boyfriend and his best friend both <clears throat> suck. Yeah, well, he's, uh, the the guy sucks more, and then the boyfriend's like a secondary Secondary suckage. Although he actually, you know what? He might suck just as bad. He might suck just as bad, because he actually, like... If anything, he should care enough about you to stand up for you because he said like you're two favorite people. So someone did that to one of my two favorite people. I'd be very, very, very upset and I would not be okay like (laughs) with with that. Exactly. So the boyfriend says, oh no, Peter says, geez, it's not that big of a deal. You're in the water for a second. I again looked at my BF and all he said was, I told you she was scared. And then he shrugged. I looked at him and finally demanded, take me back. Peter resisted at first, but after a few more gags, he agreed. When we got back to the dock, I was the first one off the boat. I said nothing before speeding off to the parking lot. I jumped in the car and just wrapped myself in a towel and cried. About 15 minutes later, my boyfriend strolled up and got in the car. He asked me if I was, quote, seriously still crying, end quote. I did not respond. He fucking sucks. Also, 15 minutes later, are you fucking crazy? I would give him the benefit of the doubt if he was kicking the shit out of Peter. (laughs) I I doubt it if the first thing he comes back with is, are you seriously still crying? Uh, That's what I, before you said that part, I was like, oh, maybe he's like standing up for her. But yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, That is Jesus. I'd leave him right there. Like, break up you can call an uber it's fine like jesus this this is not someone you want in your life holy fuck yeah so then boyfriend says i pulled you out what more do you want me to do he asked me (laughs) i told him that he should have stood up to peter more and comforted me while i sat throwing up water and crying yeah he said i overreacted and ruined the day oh my god okay i want to know what this guy's (laughs) deepest darkest fear is like is it is it parachuting is it you know what i mean and then just throw him off a plane and just see how he reacts surprise yeah because <laughs> it would be the exact same fucking way holy i told him to take me home and i didn't want to be near him when he dropped me off i told him that we were done and he's been blowing up my phone ever since no when i answered once he didn't apologize and again told me that i was overreacting i told him i no longer felt safe with him and hung up yeah, that is a strong valid. and valid reason to break up with someone. If you don't feel safe with them and they're friends, fuck them. Fuck this guy. So my parents and sister told me I did the right thing, but I have a couple of friends who have told me that breaking up with him was an extreme reaction, especially since he wasn't the one who threw me in the water. 
I realize I may have been too hasty in my decision, but I really don't know if I could trust him again. Should I give him another chance? Absolutely not. You have given him multiple chances just to apologize and he's not taking it. So he's not going to defend you the next time something like this happens. So absolutely not. Don't give him a second chance. And your friends that are standing up for him kind of suck. <laughs> yeah, you might want to fucking not give them a second chance. Either. Yeah. You might as well boot them as well. Your friends should always be in your corner unless you're absolutely a dickhead or something like that. Uh, so yeah, your, your friend's going to suck too. Yeah. Agreed with that. All right. Uh, update. Wow. I did not expect the response I got from my original post. I know a lot of you were suggesting to block him and everything and immediately go no contact, but that just wasn't something I was comfortable with. I messaged him and asked if we could meet up and exchange our things and have a conversation about what happened. He agreed and we met in a public park yesterday. When he walked up, he looked super sad and actually had tears in his eyes when he handed me a box of my things. I was actually shocked to see him so upset since he's been digging his heels in the last couple of weeks telling me that this is all my fault. I had prepped myself for a fight, but that's not what I got. I handed him a box of his things too, and when he started going through it, he started to full-on cry. At this point, I was also getting emotional because I really hate to hurt anybody's feelings, and I didn't like seeing him so upset but I tried to remember how much he had hurt me with the situation and to keep strong. Yeah. And plus, like she said, all week or before this meetup, weeks before this meetup, he'd been doubling down on he's not in the wrong. So I think he's just finally coming to terms with that. You're breaking up and he's, I mean, I hope he's seeing that he was wrong, but still that's not a reason to get back with someone. Yeah. I asked him to take a seat with me at one of the picnic tables to talk and he agreed. I asked him, why was he now showing his emotions after three weeks? And he told me he didn't think I'd really follow through with the breakup. And it just became (laughs) real to him when he was packing up my things. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. He's an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) I asked him about what about the way he had acted would make me want to continue dating him. And Mm -hmm. he immediately apologized for how he handled the whole thing and told me he wished he could take it all back. He said he had no idea Peter was going to do that to me but also didn't think it was that big of a deal in the moment. He also said he didn't rush to comfort me or confront Peter because he didn't want to cause more of a scene and embarrass me even more than I already was. I I told him that's not so he, I think he's justified this in his head, but that's not what it was coming across as uh, when he came back to the car and was like, are you still upset about this or whatever he said? (laughs) So that was definitely not why he didn't escalate the situation. (laughs) Yeah. That's he had three weeks to think of an excuse. So that's the best one he got. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like he was comforting you while you were on the boat coughing and gagging. So that's not the reason at all. Yeah. Or comforting you in the car away from his friends. either. Yeah. I mean, to where he, he definitely wasn't making a scene because it was just the two of you. Yeah, exactly. He's more uh, in the three weeks of him digging his heels in. <laughs> this is a terrible excuse. <laughs> oh man. He fucking blew it. Yeah. I told him it was embarrassing to have a boyfriend, not even care that I was having a panic attack right in front of him. He said he gets that and he should have been more comforting. I told him what really hurt the most was how much he's been blaming me and telling me I was the one who ruined that day when Peter was the one who crossed my clear boundaries. Yeah. He said that he talked to Peter and told him he was in the wrong and he should never do anything like that again if he wants to keep my boyfriend as his best friend. He apologized for the situation and I told him I appreciate the apology and I forgave him. He asked if we could get back together, which (laughs) I did honestly consider... But at the end of the day, 
that trust had been broken and I don't think it could be rebuilt. Yeah. I told him that and said he needs to make sure he respects his next girlfriend's boundaries more than the respect that he gave mine. I mean, that would be nice. And I would hope that's how he takes this whole situation. But part of me is also like, Peter's probably going to be like, oh, she was crazy anyway. You didn't need him. And then they're, he's just going to, you know, double Believe down on that. his shitty behavior. That seems to be the, the trend of men who get their heart broken. You know what I mean? <laughs> they go one of two ways. Uh, yeah. we, we maybe need to find some stories where they go the other way and they're where not they fucking learn total and become better people. The yeah. <laughs> uh, send us some of those stories, Wikimaniacs, if they exist. But uh, he cried some more and told me he understood and asked if we could still be friends. I told him I would need some time, but maybe some months down the road, we could try and be friends. We hugged and then left separately, and that was that. I'm also going to keep talking with my quote-unquote friends who minimized my reaction yes, to good. see if there's anything worth saving there, but one step at a time. Anyways, thank you all for the advice and kind words. I can't thank you enough. You all made me feel strong, and I really needed that. All right, awesome. that's it. That is, uh, you know, that is a healthy way to deal with it. You had a, a closure with him and you explained very, very clearly what he did wrong. And hopefully he learns from that and get therapy. I forgot about that. <laughs> that fucking shocked me. I looked around. <laughs> was oh, that me? Shit. Did I say that? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode, guys. So thank you guys so much again for listening. If you've made it this far and also watching quick reminder if you want to get more content or if you just want to you know hang out with us more we have our social media our instagram our twitter is at reddit at reddit on wiki <laughs> jesus christ my covid brain uh, and our tiktok is at reddit on wiki pod and our patreon is patreon.com slash cultivate podcast network also you could find our youtube by just looking us up reddit on wiki we have a discord and uh if i'm wrong on any of those accounts they will be linked in the show notes so don't blame me guys you can look in the show notes all right but that's yeah, it for this week blame me Josh is perfect, guys. Never blame Josh. He's too perfect and good looking. No, this is my white privilege. <laughs> no, I am. A little bit of both. Be hard on me, please. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. We'll see you guys on Monday. Or this is a Monday. This we'll is see a Monday you on episode. Friday. We'll see baby. you someday. Yeah. <laughs>